Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hello writers, Steph here again, and welcome back to another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. Today's episode is going to be about how I launched my latest book. And my latest book is called You're So Dead to Me, and it is book one in my brand new paranormal, kooky, spooky romance series. Now, if you listened to my previous episode, you might have heard me talk a little bit about what my publishing plans are for 2023 and how I am moving back into the world of paranormal and fantasy romance from the kind of divergence that I've done over the last couple of years into contemporary. And while I'm super proud of all my contemporary books, I just really feel that paranormal and fantasy is, that's, that's what I do, that's where my love is, that's, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. So, I'm back there, and I'm going back there with this brand new series, which I've been thinking about writing for a few years, like the idea has been in my head for a few years, and it was finally time to get it down on paper. And I've been so happy and so excited about it, and the book released on the 28th of February, and guys, and girls, and everyone, it has been a thing. <laughs> it has been a whole thing. So, I thought what I'd do today is we'd go through everything that I did um, for the release, leading up to the, the launch of the release, and also maybe some things that I'm going to be doing in the future to continue to promote the book, and maybe some things that I'd like to have done differently. Um, but I'm also going to talk to you about some of the problems that have happened with this release and how they may have impacted things. So, let us begin. So, in January, I started writing the book. Um, so I knew that I wanted to get this book out at the end of February. So in January I started writing the book. I think I actually started just after Christmas. Um, but I don't think I got that much done. So let's say January I was writing the book. Now when I, nowadays, because we have this wonderful tool called TikTok, where all these book talkers are, and they're all talking about things that they love about books, and it's really easy to see when a kind of a scene or a trope really appeals to people. So I started using TikTok, even back then, to test ideas that I had and test scenes that I was thinking about putting in the book. So I would write out scenes or kind of ideas or tropes that were going in the book and test them as TikTok videos as if they were a book that actually existed. And the ones that did well, I kept in the book. And it also, and doing this also enabled me to kind of distill down the ideas that I had and make sure that I was writing these scenes that I could then in the future use when the book was launching on TikTok and they would have a really good impact. Um, so this is a thing that I started doing last year with my last contemporary series that is just about to become my best-selling series of all time. It's not quite there yet but it's very very close um, and it worked really really well. Um, so 
I'll, I'll be honest, this didn't work as well this time. Um, and I think I've had a talk with a lot of people about this, and we think that a lot of it is because really TikTok is not that interested in paranormal romance and urban fantasy. TikTok is a very big on fantasy fantasy like epic fantasy dark fantasy fantasy romance sort of secondary world stuff and it's not so big on um things that happen in our world and i think the reason for this is that paranormal books that happen in our world are very they almost sort of straddle the line between fantasy and contemporary. And I think a lot of the readers on TikTok, they are very used to being in one of those two camps. I read fantasy or I read real world books. And they're not really aware that there's this whole genre in between those two worlds where there's, where there's fantastical elements that happen in our world. Um, so that's my theory. But anyway, this is what I was doing. So I was testing some scenes, I was writing the book, I was having a lot of fun. Now, late January, I decide it's time to put the new book up for pre-order so that I can actually start testing it on TikTok really in earnest and um, using um, TikTok and social media and my newsletter list to start getting some pre-orders and some kind of hype going about the book. So I did this. Um, I already had the covers made um, maybe two years ago now for this the four books in the series. I already had the cover done, so it was all sorted. I wrote a blurb. I'm really proud of the blurb. I think it's really fantastic. It's got lots of ghost puns in it. This is like a ghost romance, and it's got lots of ghosty puns in it, and it's really fun. So I wrote this blurb. I put the book out for pre-order. Now, the book, at this time, had a different title. Um... And so I put the book up for pre-order, and two days later I got about 100-ish pre-orders off the bat, um, which is you know what usually happens if you have a bit of an audience and um, you're putting it out in your newsletter and on your socials, people get excited and, and lots of people order it in the first couple of days, so that's really cool. So I got these pre-orders, and then two days later... I log in and I've got an email from Amazon and they said we have decided to cancel your pre-order because it gives a negative customer experience and they had not said why so I messaged them and said um help <laughs> could you explain what's happened because I have no idea I don't understand what you're talking about the book is my own work. I, I don't understand how a book that's not live yet could be a negative customer experience. You know, it's got a, got a nice cover, it's got a great blurb. And they replied and said that the problem was that my book had the same title as another book. Now this other book with this other title is a young adult thriller. It's a completely different genre. Um, it is a trad pubbed book by a relatively well-known young adult author. Um, I haven't actually read this book, but I have read another book by this author, so it's a relatively well-known author. But completely different genre, there's no way you could get the two things mixed up. But anyway, so I said to Amazon, Okay, I mean, this book is in a different genre, there's no way readers can get this mixed up, but that's fine. I will change the title of my book. Here is the new title. The new title will be You're So Dead to Me. Could you please confirm for me 
that this is a, a, a good title to use, that this isn't going to cause another problem. And instead of telling me that, what they did is they, they sent me another email saying, oh, we have decided that your book is actually fine to publish. So we have reinstated the pre-order. You've lost all those pre-orders from people who have pre-ordered it, but we have reinstated the actual the pre-order with the old title. Um, and yeah, we've decided that it's fine. And so, okay. So I just went, I went on. Um, I told everyone who had pre-ordered, look, I'm really sorry Amazon cancelled it, but they've decided it's fine now, so you can re-pre-order, it's totally fine. And and then I went about my merry way, doing all of my promotion to build up my pre-orders. Now, a couple of days before, oh, it was about eight days before release, seven days before release, I had a bit over 200 pre-orders. It's not a huge number, but I... Usually don't get a huge number on book one on a new series anyway. It's usually the later books where they really build up the numbers. So I didn't have a huge number, but I did have over 200, which is something. And so seven days before release, I'm getting ready to launch, and I happen to go to my um, my what is the thing called? My dashboard, my Amazon dashboard, to um, check how many hours I had left to upload the file for the book, the, the final file, and I see that the book is listed as cancelled on my dashboard. Now, I have no idea how long this had actually been there, um, but it, yeah, it said it was cancelled on my dashboard even though Amazon had told me the book was completely fine. This is a very weird thing, so I've had books, I've had this sort of thing happen a few times before, and what happens is, the book gets cancelled. It says cancelled on your dashboard. All the buttons that you have available to do stuff with are gone. They're all blanked out. It says cancelled. All your pre-orders disappear. The number of pre-orders you have goes down to zero. All of your um, your readers get a notification saying the publisher has cancelled this this book, even though Amazon actually cancelled it, but that's fine. Um, says that the book is cancelled uh, and you won't be charged for it. And Amazon sends you an email saying we've cancelled your pre-order for this reason. Now, what happened here was that the book was cancelled on my dashboard, but none of the other things happened. And the other thing that also happens is that in the storefront of Amazon, your book, your cancelled pre-order should be pulled down from the storefront. So if anyone tries to go to that page, they get the little Amazon dog that says, sorry, page not found. This did not happen. So the only thing that happened was I could do nothing with the thing. I could do nothing with the the listing. But the listing was still there, people were still pre-ordering it, and um, the pre-order numbers were still going up, and I messaged Amazon, and I'm like, oh, help, what do I do? They say, sorry for the inconvenience, please upload a new pre-order, um, with uh, please upload a new pre-order and you can use that one instead. I said, okay, I'll do that. But three things. One, could you please tell me what's happened so I can avoid it happening in the future? Two, could you please remove the listing from the Amazon store because people are still pre-ordering it even though I, it's not going to deliver. I, I can't, can't do anything. And three, 
could you please cancel the pre-orders on the back end for the people who've pre-ordered and send them the emails so that they know that the book that, that that book is not going to work and they can pick up the other one amazon said we need five days to deal with this uh, this was a couple of days before the publication, the, the date of publication, uh, and I said, sure, well, I don't have said anything, <laughs> just for five days, fine, whatever. Uh, publication day came and went, um, I assumed that all of that stuff would happen once the publication date passed and the book didn't appear, but it didn't. So there was still a book, the original book, on the Amazon store with the original title, the buy now button has disappeared, but anyone that lands on that page will just see that the book is unavailable to purchase on Kindle, but the, the listing is still there, so it's confusing people. I'm getting all these emails and messages saying, well, I, I can't buy the book. Um, and that's because they don't know to look for the other book because Amazon hasn't cancelled the first Oh, it's driving me crazy. Um, and I keep emailing them, and I, I try to talk to chat, and they're just like, they're just, ah! So anyway, hopefully this is getting sorted, but this has been a big hassle, and I do believe it has had an impact on the launch. Um, I do think that two times uh, cancelling of pre-orders, and I think many of those pre-orders I can tell come from TikToks, um, and if someone is new to you and they pre-order a book in a new series, and then that pre-order gets cancelled, I do not think that they are going to come back and and spend a lot of time trying to repurchase that book. I think they're going to have to see a TikTok again and you know decide they want to read it again. And so I think basically you've lost that customer. So I think between these two cancellations, I lost readers who were new to me, which is annoying. Um, the old book one with the old title is the number one in my also bots because a lot of people re-ordered -re um, the new title when I put that up. So so it's it's just there confusing people. And I do think this has had an impact on the launch. But I wanted to talk to you about that first because um, yeah, I just basically sometimes things go wrong and they are completely out of your hands and sometimes Amazon who I do adore um, you know they do enable me to do what I do and it's amazing sometimes they do stuff like this and you just want to pull your hair out and yeah, it's, it's very frustrating um, but we try to take a bit of a stoic approach to this, you know, and we say, look, it's, this is bad, but it's not terrible. You know, the book came out, it's, it's doing fine. Um, you, you know, I've still got an Amazon account, I can still publish, you know, it, it really, in the end, it's just a little blip. So, so that happened. So, while this was going on, I was also trying to promote this launch. So I want to talk about some of the things that I do um, to promote a launch. Now you've got to remember that I have already an established audience. Now my audience is not as big as some people's but it is bigger than other people's. So what I do for a launch may be very different or have a different kind of impact than what you, if you're a newer author or an even more established author, might do for a launch. Um, but I think it's really useful to kind of talk about the things that I've done and things that I've tried and what works and what doesn't work. So that's what we're going to do. 
So, what I've been doing for this launch is basically since January, I have been trying to hype this series up. So, once a week, I send out a newsletter to my list. My list is 6,000-ish people. Um, and um, I, in this newsletter, um, I will have the the uh, the the cover of the book, the pretty cover, the blurb, um, a button to buy now, and then I will have another thing to kind of get them excited about the book. So I did I did teasers. I did about five or six teasers, um, just some favourite scenes of mine, scenes that introduced the different characters, scenes that were like kind of like left people on a bit of a smutty cliffhanger, um, just fun stuff like that. So I did a lot of teasers, they really work. Um, I did a, I've done a couple of like five things that you might like to know about this book and I just choose five interesting things. So, and they can be really, you know, kind of really sensible, really silly, I often choose silly things. So for instance, I can't remember all five of my things off the top of my head, but I told them that one of the ghosts in the series is based off of a, a real life um, a Victorian adventurer who I really admire, so I told them a little bit about his life. Um, so that's one of my five facts. Um, I told them that there's a lot of mushy pee jokes in the book, and that the mushy pee jokes are there because my husband, who is my beta reader, really loves mushy peas, and I hate them. So those are in there for him. So I just told them little fun things like that. Um, I told them about the, the the series is called the Grimdale Graveyard Mysteries, and the Grimdale Graveyard or Grimdale Cemetery is inspired by uh, London's Highgate Cemetery, which is one of my favourite places in the whole world because I am a bit of a goth. And so I did a newsletter where I posted some pictures of me at Highgate and talked about some of the the different graves and the arch the funerary architecture you can see and where I've taken inspiration and changed and, and adopted that for the series. So once a week I was doing a newsletter. Um, I had to do a couple of extra ones when the books got cancelled and uncancelled and blah 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 all that stuff. So it was annoying but yes so I was priming the newsletter to get excited about this release. That's what I'm trying to do there. Now most of that newsletter content I then repurposed and posted in my Facebook group. And I used the everyone tag, which I'm a bit nervous about using, but in the end I've kind of decided that everyone else is using the everyone tag, which means if you don't, uh, you are going to not be visible. And I did test this a little bit. Um, so you know, I did one teaser with the everyone tag and the next teaser without it, and the one without it was seen by two people. Now I have nearly 2,500 people in my group, so that is not great. Um, and I think, you know, two, three years ago, you know, you used to get, you used to get the amount of people seeing your stuff on Facebook and commenting on it that you now get when you use the everyone tag. So I wouldn't use it every day, um, but I was sort of using it about once a week to, to post, only to post about the new, uh, the new book. Um, so that is, that's what I've been doing there. 
um, just to get people excited about it. So I have also been creating a bunch of TikTok content. So I've been doing one TikTok post a day about the new book. And pretty much every time I do a TikTok post, I get a, a couple of pre-orders. And now that I am, that now that the book is live, um, I'm doing one to two TikTok posts a day uh, about it still. And I'll continue to do that um, probably most of the year, actually, because this is my series that I'm doing this year. So I'm wanting to fund lots of people in, into it. Um, so I've been doing this. Um, and this is probably my largest source of kind of new readers for this series. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, and the kind of posts that I've been doing are pretty much aesthetics. So I make an arrangement of objects in my house and I have a lot of gothy kind of things around the house. So it's, it's relatively easy. Um, I film that kind of aesthetic arrangement. Um, so, so within that aesthetic arrangement, I will have some books and I've discovered that things, these things tend to do better if there is no book cover showing or the book cover only shows at the end of the video. Um, so I just, I do the books um, looking at the back cover or just looking at the, the book pages, not even the spine, just the book pages. Um, so that's how I do mine. Um, and I film each little arrangement of objects for about five different sort of little films, one for about 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds a minute. Um, so, and I just have those on my phone and then once a day I will use one of those and put um, over top of it a kind of teaser of a scene from the book. And I try lots of different teasers, lots of different scenes, um, and the ones that do well, I kind of will do them again, I'll make them a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, um, I'll change the wording a little bit, I'll change the sound, um, and just keep trying to kind of refine it. Um, so I do one of those a day. I've also been doing a lot more, um, I should probably do an episode actually, about kind of TikTok strategies. So I'm not the, I'm not like a super viral person on TikTok, but I have found that you do not have to be super viral in order for it to be really useful. Um, so I have been doing a lot more videos with my face in them uh, for TikTok and they've been working really well. Just, you know, it helps people get to know you as a person and feel like you're not just like a faceless person behind the books. I think it's really great for brand building. So that's why I've been doing that. So I've been doing some silly videos and I've been doing some talking videos and talking about the book. And I've been doing videos where I just take the scenes that I have done in the, in the aesthetic videos and just reading them out in like a dramatic way. And they don't do as well as the other videos, but they do, you know, it's, it's more content. So I've been doing one of those a day, but it's not always about this series. So one to two TikToks a day. Um, I do three TikToks a day. Um, the other TikTok will be about one of my backlist series. So, uh, and then I also do one Instagram reel a day, which is just a TikTok where I strip out the watermark and repost it to reels. And at the moment, my reels do way better than my TikToks. However, um, if I get a TikTok that has 5,000 views, I can see a, a decent spike in sales and reads. And if I get a 
real with 50,000 views, I will see kind of the same spike. So they're not as effective for the amount of views that you get, but I do get a lot more views on them. So, so that's interesting. Right, so I've done those things. What else have I been doing? So another thing that I did was I wrote a bonus scene for the book. And in the book, we've got the main character, Bree, and these three ghosts who she's known since she was a kid. And when she was 15, they, not out of malice, just out of trying to protect her, they did something that, that made her really upset. And she said, don't talk to me ever again. I don't want to talk to you again. And they listened to her. And so she didn't talk to them for two years. And then she left home to go traveling. And in, this, in the book, she's just come back from five years traveling away. And she's talking to the ghost again for the first time. So what I decided to do for the bonus scene is to do the scene that's talked about in the book from when Brie was 15 when the ghosts did the thing that upset her. So that's the scene that I chose. Um, usually I'll do alternative point of view scenes, um, but I thought it would be really interesting this time to actually try this scene um, where it was kind of really extra content and you got to kind of be there with her and understand why she did this. Um, so I wrote that. Um, it's about two and a half thousand words, it's not very long, it took me two days to write, these sort of things usually do, I skeleton draft them about a thousand words and the next day I go through and make them a bit better. Um, I added that to my cabinet of curiosities, which is a booklet of all of my bonus scenes and bonus content. Um, so each time I do a new series, I add a new scene to that book, I re-upload the book, I get a new link for it, I update the page on my website, the download page, with the new link, and I update the welcome sequence of my newsletter with the link as well. So I did that. That's really cool. Um, and I think it was a couple of a few days after launch, I also sent that bonus thing out just in a in a newsletter to my list. Um, and I said, look, if you haven't already you can download the, the Cabinet of Curiosities here, and here's a link, but here's the scene. I just put the scene in an email. And that's great, because you just get a whole email of, you know, new content. So, yay. So I did that. Um, and what else did I do? Um, so, as well as all the, the kind of Facebook posts I did um, in my own group, I spent a bit of time posting the cover reveal and the pre-orders and some of the content I had written for the newsletter over on big Facebook groups. Um, so there's a big, this is a reverse harem series, there's a, a couple of big reverse harem Facebook groups, so I posted in there. Those, again, because you can't use the everyone tag, um, those have very low views. They used to have a lot more, but they now have really, really low views. But I think it's such a small thing, and they're still such kind of vibrant reader groups that it's worthwhile doing that, even if it's not, it's not much. Also, some author friends um, kindly let them let me post in their groups, especially when the the things were pulled, the, the pre-orders were pulled, um, and so I had actually more interest from those groups than from the larger groups. Um, other things that I have done. So, this series is a 
companion series, if you will, to my Nevermore Bookshop series, which has been doing really well in the last year, largely because of TikTok. Because TikTok loves them, a raven shifter. Um, Koth content, they just love it. They love it so much. Um, so TikTok's been going off about the raven content um, for Nevermore, and it's pushed Nevermore up into the sort of... into... into very good rankings for this series. Um, and so I decided that uh, Grimdale was going to be a companion series and there's going to be character cameos and crossovers and fun stuff just to try and improve the, cross, um, the, the crossover um, sell-through between the two series. Um, so what I did was that I updated the Nevermore back matter in every single book to give an excerpt uh, and the blurb for this book and make it clear that it's part of it's part of the Nevermore world. Um, and then in the in the back of book one of Grimdale, I've done the same thing with Nevermore. So anyone who reads Grimdale and wants more in the world, but book two hasn't come out yet, they can go and read Nevermore. Um, so what else have I done? A few days before launch, I put book two up for pre-order. So that's happened. Um, obviously, I had the new, I had the covers all done. So the covers all done. I don't have a blurb yet. Um, I am not starting to write this book um, for another month or so. Uh, so as soon as I do, uh, I will get started on the blurb. Um, I have had an ads person that's been working for me since the 2nd of January. Um, she started uh, running ads, pre-order ads, around the 20th of the month. Um, and this, I, I think, I believe I can definitely see an increase in the pre-orders by the time um, the book had finished. Um, the other thing I did, which is just a small thing, was that um, I'm going to a couple of signings next year, Babe, in Sydney, Rhea in Melbourne, uh, and uh, Florence. Um, so I added the uh, the book, uh, the paperback book, uh, to the pre-order forms for there, and then told those groups that the book had been added to the forms, and that encouraged a whole bunch of new pre-orders, which was really nice. Um, so done that um i have got i got got in touch with the designer really quickly um in january to book in to get the paperback cover files made um this they're, they're still not made yet but they're getting made this weekend in an ideal world i would always like to uh publish with the paperbacks but i tend to operate on quite tight turnaround so it's often only like five days before the launch where i actually know the um, the page number for uh, the paperback um, and, and often even if you've booked in designers often can't get things done in time so I'd, I'd just launch and just worry about it later <laughs> it's fine um, if anything it's another excuse to send an email out or post an update so there you go um, and then the final thing that I'm doing is a kind of a big a big push that's probably going to be ready by the time book two comes out which I think is going to be really fun which is that I've started putting together a Grimdale themed book box um, which is going to launch my brand new web shop um, now this is probably going to come out as I said around book two's release um, and it's very similar to what we did with the Kickstarter for Nevermore bookshop um, 
I have learned a lot of things from that Kickstarter, um, and so we are we're gonna do this. It's going to be amazing. We're going to do it so much better. Um, we're going to not make the same mistakes that we made with the Kickstarter. We're going to make all different ones. <laughs> um, so I thought I'd tell you a little bit about this book box um, and what it includes. So it includes a special edition um, cover of book one. I have not decided yet if this is going to be a hardback or a paperback, but it is going to be a foil cover, a brand new exclusive cover. Um, I would like, if it's hard cover, I would like to be able to do like the sprayed edges with a, a pattern on them, but I don't know if the publisher is going to be able to do this, and it's, I have to go, I have to go to a certain type of pub, a certain type of printer to make this cost effective, and I'm not sure the printers that I use can, can do this, I think it's not going to be cost effective, so um, we might just put that aside, but it's going to be a special edition, a, a new fancy cover, I've booked in the artist to do, it's going to be a typography sort of fantasy style cover, um, basically a cover to appeal to TikTok friends, that's what we're doing, it's going to have special, it's going to have lots of uh, illustrations and on the inside and kind of nice chapter headings and things like that, um, it is going to have a new map, um, I've hired Fred who did the maps for Nevermore and he's going to be doing the map, um, I was I'm doing some not safe for work art, so three not safe for work art prints, um, and I already have a designer working on those. She's just finished um, number one, and um, so I've got two to go. Uh, we're going to be doing um, so Pepper Raccoon, who did a lot of the design for the Nevermore. Um, she's going to be doing some pins and some stickers for the box and we are also going to be doing some branded um, like tissue paper for the box and a branded box itself which Pepper is designing. So the box itself is going to be um, yeah it's going to be coloured and on both sides with my own branding and it's going to be Stephanie Holmes branded instead of Grimdale branded because we have to order 500 of these things and so because of that I want to be able to like use maybe I use 150 of them now and 150 on my next project and things like that so that's that's how we're going to do that um, and what are we going to do with these book boxes well we're gonna at the moment I'm thinking about 150 we're going to do about 150 of them we may do more we're just we're going to see it's all a bit new to me so we're going to see how we go but I think we're going to do 150 I think we're going to do 100 to my readers as a limited edition pre-order. So a pre-order, so it means it will open um, for probably one or two weeks um, and you'll have all that, you'll have that time to order the box um, and then we'll get the money and the money will enable us to do the, the, the print. Then when the print books arrive, um, we will ship the box out. Um, so I think that's how that's going to work, and then I'm going to do f probably I'll be looking at 50-ish ish extra copies. So that is for, I'm going to take 30 or so and send them out to booktokers and booktubers and bookstagrammers and try and get a bit of buzz around this series with this, with this cool box. Don't know how that's going to go, bit of an experiment, but we're going to give it a go. And then I've got about 20 left over because what happens is sometimes they get lost in the mail or, you know, 
um, they come damaged or blah, blah, blah. So we have a few extras left over um, for whatever happens. Um, and then all of these items I can also stock and sell individually. Um, things like the stickers that, you know, once they're designed, I can print them again and again and again, and I can bring them to signings, um, all that kind of stuff. So this is why we're doing all of these sorts of things. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm really excited about um, the book box. I'm hoping it's going to bring a bit of extra buzz about the series right when book two is launching. Um, so that's a big plan that I have. So basically that's my launch. Um, so moving forward, um, now that the book has been out for about 10 days, um, moving forward what's going to happen is that the book is, book is going to have a kind of ongoing Facebook ads on it, do about $20 a day, um, and it's going to have a, basically a daily TikTok on it, um, and a reel. Um, and I'll continue to promote it in my newsletters and things like that, but those are kind of, you know, it's just what I do as kind of part of, you know, part of being an author. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's, that's the launch. Um, how did the launch go? Well, I ended up with a bit over 300 pre-orders. Again, that's pretty good for me for a, um, for a book one in a new series, um, especially since I haven't done paranormal really in a couple of years. Um, so, and, and especially, especially because the book is a bit quirky. So about 300 pre-orders. Um, the book peaked at about 1800 in the Amazon store. Um, it's not my best rank by a long shot. Um, the book has stayed pretty steady in the 2000s in the store. Um, yeah, so we're not we're not in the we're not in the top 1000 or anything like that. Um, but like I said, there's a couple of factors here. Uh, one is that I haven't been in the paranormal space for a while. Um, so my name is not like an instant recognition name for people anymore. Um, so that's a factor. The other factor is that the book is quite quirky. So it's not a werewolf book, it's not a vampire book, it's not a dark fantasy book really, which is the kind of taking over a lot of the paranormal charts at the moment. It is a ghost book. And sometimes quirky paranormal books, especially if they're very tropey, sometimes they can sell. And this one is doing, I think it's doing fine. It's not blowing me away. Um, but I am not going to write off a book, especially not a book that I enjoyed writing this much, after 10 days, or after a day, or after three days. That's the old stuff. There is often a tendency in this business, because we, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on going fast, and rapid releasing, and publishing quickly, and a book a month, and blah, 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 blah. There is, because there's often this emphasis, um, there's often this tendency to go, oh, the book's been out for two days and, it, and it's it's terrible compared to other releases. So now I have to completely change the whole plan, everything I'm going to do, and I have to I have to do it 360, and I have to do something else. And I have done that before, and I'm pretty sure it has been the reason why I got a bit derailed um, over the last couple of years, and my income went down, and now my income is going up thanks to uh, TikTok 
and thanks to the wonderful ads person that I hired. And so I feel this, I feel stable. I feel that even if the release is a bit medium, that in the long run, the series will do fine. And even if it doesn't, I have a catalogue of around 50 books, which I, you know, can do the work to bring in the income that I need um, to allow me to finish this series and, you know, do, do it right, do it justice. Um, and if this one, if this one isn't the one that's going to hit big, maybe it's the next series. And we're just, you know, we're just being a bit stoic about things. So, there you go. There you go. That is a series launch from me. I hope you found this really interesting. If you have any questions, do pop into the Rage Against the Manuscript Facebook group, or you can even just email me, stephrageagainstthemanuscript.com, and I will do my best to answer. Uh, as you may have seen, the podcast is a bit sporadic. Um, that is because, you know, this side of the business, the Rage Against the Manuscript, it is something I do because I enjoy it, because I want to give back to the author community, because I want to help. Um, and so I can't do this if I don't write, because if I don't write, I don't have any useful information to give you. Um, and if I don't write, I don't publish, and if I don't publish, then I become significantly less useful to you because I don't have real world, world experience to back up the things that I'm saying. So that means that I'm going to continue to pull back from things that I may have wanted to do with Rage Against the Manuscript. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm probably not going to make any other courses. I, I think I've said everything I want to say in the courses that I currently have. You know, I have so many ideas for what we could do with Rage Against the Manuscript. I'd love to do a podcast every week. I'd love to have guests and all kinds of things. But it's just, I love writing more. And that's what I want to do. So that's what we're going to do. And I will just pop up a podcast episode whenever I feel like I have something useful to say. Or if you ask a question that I think I think I could answer. Um, so I'm just going to keep doing that. Um, and yeah, if you, if you want more from me, then please do check out the courses that I've got um, and the books that I've got. But yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is the way things are going to be. <laughs> so I hope that's okay. I hope you found this useful. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you think. Um, and yeah, happy publishing. <laughs>